and welcome to Composed. Um, today I'm going to talk about how I deal with distraction as a creative and how I actually, I try to think of it or use it as, um, as a way to almost assist my work. So first thing to say <laughs> is that I am all shades of distraction as is every other artist I know. So I'm often working on two or three creative projects, I plus I have my normal job, plus reading, research, family life, etc. Um, and I'm able to, I guess I'm, I guess I'm able to train my mind to work in the sort of supple fizz, <laughs> which I think I've developed to almost deal with my, with my attention span, to like move into my attention span. And I, and I, it's probably one of my greatest tools, um, or the tool that I certainly rely on the most as a writer. So how do you do it? How do you cultivate this? The first thing, the first thing you have to do is you have to define the different types of distraction. So there's this distraction that happens when you sit down to work and you, you know, you your mind just haywires in all directions and you're thinking about everything other than everything other than what you should be thinking about. And that is that generates quite a despairing response in you because you feel like you're wasting your time, you're not getting anything done, and so you push and you push and you're like, come on, brain work. Which, you know, is the worst thing to do. It's like it is like telling a cat to move. Or <laughs> it closes a door, you know, because what you've done is you've taken a creative act and you've labeled it with, you know, the word productivity. And there's, it, just, it just shuts down. The word productivity sort of shuts down any creative, like, molecules that you have that, you know, that you, that you like your work to absorb. It just shuts everything down. So the best way to deal with this is to, or the way I deal with it, is to let your brain roll out um, and just notice everything. You notice life's crazy, craziness, you notice like where, you, where your brain is firing, where it's going, and you think of it almost like a ticker tape machinery. I literally think of it as a ticker tape machinery that can assist you and, and you know, and humanize your work. Um, and I say humanize because actually distraction is a huge part of being human. In fact, it's crucial to, to our humanity, to how we've evolved. Um, our brains are built to cope with distraction, to really listen to it. Because, you know, if, we, if you think about when we were hunter-gatherers, for instance, um, if we had all of our focus on the antelope, then we wouldn't notice the distraction in the tall grass, which was the lion. So, you know, don't just see the antelope. You've got to, you've got to take in the lion as well. And, and the way that we've, our brains have evolved to do that is through attention and distraction. Um, and there's a scientific, there's a scientific word for it. It's called inattentional blindness or I think maybe sometimes it's called perceptual blindness. 
So what that means is that intense concentration narrows your view. A narrow view is not what you want as a writer. So basically, breathe in to your distraction, and it will come to an end. Um, and then it will release something that is beastly or angelic or... You know, it it would be otherworldly, but but rooted, in you know, in humanity, almost like unwrapping a mummy. <laughs> um, so yes, and and please, please, please get rid of the idea of productivity. Productivity is a false economy to spin it. So I want to talk about the other thing I want to talk about um, is distraction as a false economy, uh, or the time that you that you have as a false economy. So I guess my rule of thumb is that if the distraction is living, like a child or a boss, then you need to deal with it. And if it's material, leave it. Um, if the living distraction is concerned about material things, like for instance, if your son can't find his rugby socks, true story, um, then leave it. And the most important thing about that is to not feel guilty about teaching those that you love a bit of self-reliance. It's a good thing. Um, but if your child or someone that you care about or love or even just moderately care about comes to you and says, you know what, I've had a really, really bad day. I need to talk to someone about it. That's when you close your computer and you sit down and listen. Because... If you don't, it becomes a false. That time that you've gained from not listening becomes a false economy. And I'll tell you why. If you say, oh, you know what, honey, I'm really, really sorry to hear that, but I'm working right now. Can we talk about this tonight? You will literally spend the rest of the time feeling guilty and worrying. So you're not going to get anything done anyway. You're not going to get anything of... of um, quality done anyway and if your child um, or loved one still wants to speak to you in the evening and doesn't just you know say oh yeah whatever never mind doesn't matter which they probably will because that's what you've done to them um, that shutdown will keep you thinking about it for weeks and then that's the false economy so deal with the emotional immediate otherwise it costs you more working headspace in the long run. Um, how, so how do you do this? How do you establish these boundaries with the people that you care about? You literally sit them down and you say, you know what, I'm willing to be distracted by anything that truly concerns your emotional well-being and physical health, because I love you. But I ask in, in return that out of your love for me, that you don't distract me when I'm working with anything concerning a material or petty indulgence. And you know what? They will try. So just prepare yourself to hear things like, please can I have a sandwich for my physical health? Or he's annoying me and it's affecting my emotional well-being. Or honey, I know you're working. I'm really sorry, but do you know where the car keys are? In this case, <laughs> what you need to do is you need to make a sign, point to it, hang it up on the wall, hang your sign up on the wall, point to it, and then shut your door. 
But equally, you need to show up when it is really important, when it is, you know, emotionally immediate, because that's how you get respect. And then soon, that whole dynamic will just become the norm. Anyway, so to summarize, um, leave the dirty dishes. Don't care about those. If it's really important, then emotionally, deal with the emotional immediate. Um, and allow yourself to, to almost feel that distraction. Recognize distraction as a part of what makes you human. Um, and, and realize that at the end of it, you know, you're going to have, you're going to have, uh, you're going to have something that's really worthwhile relationships with your work and your family that are really worthwhile and that will save you time in the long run. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Bye.